Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Mark Wheaties, and I am joined by... Laura Taylor. Hey. Link Keller. Hello. And Josue Cardona. Hey, Mark. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, guys. So, Link, we missed you last week. We missed you all, too. But uh, I believe since you missed last week, this is your turn this week. So what do you got for us? Well, while I was on vacation, I convinced a couple of friends to watch a movie that I have been dying to see. A little film called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hmm. And Hmm. we laughed. We cried. I have been thinking about it constantly. And uh, I rewatched it again last night in preparation for our recording. And by God, it's such a good movie. It's one of those movies that on the second, it's it's like you have to, I feel like you have to watch it again a second time. I think that's Mm -hmm. right. I think you do. I think you do have to watch it again. (laughs) I've I've only watched it one time and I mostly get what was going on. But like, so like I understand it more than Inception. <laughs> I followed it along. More accessible than Inception. Yes, yes. I, but I, there was I, a whole lot of in the beginning. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so I, I think it's a lot of uh, just like there's a lot there that you're mm-hmm. not supposed. It's impossible right. to know what it means, right? It's all hidden. So then when you watch it the second time, you're like, "Oh, it was all there. Like there was mm-hmm. all this stuff going on." Yeah. But also every time I have a discussion about the movie with someone, I feel like. I don't know. This movie's got layers. Is uh, is my opinion? It's, it's an onion. It's an onion. It's an onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, so, like, why do you want to talk about this movie? Uh, well, <laughs> first, I want to start with we are going to be talking spoilers, but for our listeners, unless you are like very adamant of avoiding spoilers, please listen to this episode because talking about it is not at all the same experience as watching it and even if you know every plot beat the experience of watching this film is amazing i would consider this in the top tier of all films of all time how much i think that this is fantastic and amazing visual auditory experience um so if you and if you want to opt out that's fine i understand but like Please many people watch this the, movie. <laughs> many people on the Discord would co-sign that that is the the best. That's like the best cinematic experience. I saw that right when it came out too. Also, if if someone if you haven't seen it, stick around because you won't believe. That's when we talk about what actually happens in the movie. Anyway, <laughs> try guessing if if it's true or not. <laughs> maybe we'll throw some little lies in there. Just maybe, to, just maybe to see if you're well, no, unless you see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And see it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to talk about this movie because obviously I loved it. Um, It is fantastic movie. It is a heartwarming family story. It is fun sci-fi multiverse stuff in, you know, recently we have had several multiverse movies, and I think everything that this is a one, multiverse movie. No, that well, I think that this movie is the top <laughs> tier of multiverse movies, um, which is hard to say because I did deeply love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, but this was 
it was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's got really deep, delicious themes to talk about. It's philosophical. It is humorous. It is heartwarming. It is emotionally destroying. It's great. Mm-hmm. I I just I can't, I can't wait to talk about this with you guys. <laughs> There are a lot of what the fuck moments. Yes, there yes. are. It's it's um it's one of my favorite live action animes I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> that is a great way to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's yeah, I also think that this movie works really well as we never use this term like a like a like a Rorschach movie, but I really do think that depending on your uh, current state of mind. It, it it will hit you in different ways, I think, because it touches on so many things and in ways that it's like the first time I saw it, things were very clear. And the second time I saw it, things were very clear in a different way. And I don't think either one was wrong. <laughs> so I can't, I can't wait. Show me, show me those notes, Link. What you got? Um, yes, I did take notes. And I do also <laughs> want to point out that this is um, in this notebook, at least this is the first time that I've, I've done both pages usually i keep it to one page for my notes but i was um just too excited also i drew the everything bagel a couple of times (laughs) (laughs) um yeah if you got daddy issues there's something to relate to if you got mommy issues there's something to relate to if you have ever been uh depressed and nihilistic there is something to relate to if you're a parent there's something to relate to Absolutely. If yeah. you like hot dogs, if you have there's parents, something there's something to, to relate to. <laughs> if you've ever enjoyed anything that Jamie Lee Curtis is in, you have something to look forward to. <laughs> God, she's a treasure. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so basic outline. Our main character, played by Michelle Yeoh, uh, Evelyn, is... Um, Fun fact, if you have the subtitles on, it refers to her as Bagel Evelyn. Bagel Evelyn. Yep. There you go. Sorry, Uh, continue. (laughs) She is uh, a wife and mother, and uh, her family owns a laundromat, and they are in the process of doing their taxes. That's it. (laughs) That's the whole movie. (laughs) That's how part one starts. Um. (laughs) That, nope, that's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that really is it. It's not, you're not wrong. Yeah. It starts and ends with it. Yes. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Give away the ending. Yes. It's taxes. <laughs> Evelyn is uh, strained. She is exhausted with her life and the struggles that she has to deal with a... Uh, distant and unapproving father her husband who she feels is very silly and not very competent and her daughter who representation lesbian um is you know not doing a ton and uh, evelyn finds issue with all of these things she's very displeased with the state of her life and how she got into this position um while on the way to go do her taxes something mysterious happens where uh 
Wayman, her husband, um, changes and tells her that something big is happening and that she has a choice to turn left and go to her tax meeting or to turn right and go into the janitor's closet. And she's like, what are you talking about, dude? That's so weird. Um, This opens up a whole multiverse. She gets these earpieces that allow her to jump into parallel dimensions to some access of which, them. yes to access oh them some of which are are like that choice that binary choice of turning left or turning right um some of which are very very distant uh, including having hot dog hands which is so hot funny. dog fingers hot yeah. dog fingers <laughs> Anytime that came up, I just I could not I, I could not. It's a great prosthetic because you love because you because you love them so much you couldn't like no because no. they are disturbing. disturbing. They're very yeah. very disturbing. <laughs> I was like they went hard on the hot dog hands one. Mm. Could they committed, that have just they committed been like to a, the bit? They really mm-hmm. did. They did. Um, but yeah, we get to see Evelyn sort of start to figure out this verse jumping is what they call it. Um, and she finds out that there is a villain, Joe Butabaki, who is moving through the verses and destroying things. And uh, Alpha Wayman, the cooler version of her husband who introduces all of this to her. That's objective. Is, is basically like, is cooler? I agree. <laughs> I strongly agree. Um, but he basically is like, hey, I think that you are the only one who can defeat her. I think that there is something about you that um, is extra special and is going to be the way to de- defeat Jobu. Um, and then it's it's an adventure story and we get to go on an adventure. And it turns out Jobu is uh, actually her daughter, Joy, um, who has become so good at verse jumping that she is everything everywhere all at once she is able to jump between all of the universes um and she has the coolest outfits it's it's just great that's it's a basic rundown there um oh i i I, w- I want to edit some of that. Okay. <laughs> because, because, um, I don't think that, right. So, so she showed potential, uh, um, uh, alpha joy from the alpha universe showed potential. And then she got pushed too hard and basically fragmented into, into all of them. Right. So it's not like she got so good. It's, it's almost like out of her control in a way. She just is now all uh, versions of that all at once and it's you made it sound like oh she's so good at it but it's like no like this is a this is a despairing thing right like she 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 it's like a like when we talk about superpowers it being a curse and a like yeah she's super powerful but at the same time it it was something that was put upon her but she she probably worked at it and got better at it when they introduce her character it is very much in a position of power um especially over other people um yeah 
specifically in this way that she can she can control jumping between different joys across the multiverse um, without the equipment that the other people need to do so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> I agree that is is not is she didn't um, opt into it originally. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was pushed and um, which is like I mean I think see like I don't I don't think I don't think you're wrong either <laughs> right it's like it, de it depends on how you look at it um, like oh is she do is she just really good at that or is she stuck and I I think I think ultimately I think she's she's stuck though even though yeah she she has this ability and she's using it she could be using it for good but she's not because because it's hard and it kind of sucks. <laughs> Well, and because she is in a state in which the idea of good no longer applies because it's everything. Right. It's like the, the idea of like, I could use this power for good is like, yeah, I do. And also I use it for bad. And also I use it for neutral. And Nothing matters. And she, I mean, none she, of she, it matters she, because it's yeah. all happening mm -hmm. constantly. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm. Which is a lot to uh, walk around with <laughs> that knowledge and that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to jump in like 30 times during your, 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 your just how much you've recapped so far. Cause there's so much like, Ooh, I want to talk about that. Ooh, I want to talk about that. Well, let's, let's get mm. into it. My, let's get yeah. In. I'm, I'm very much like, like this, this movie was got me really thinking, and I was like, "Man, this is such a great like philosophical movie." And this just was like, I was like, "Ooh, baby!" Like I'm so ready for this. I could go on so many like, just I I I've been wanting to talk about this movie, and for for whatever reason, I've been able to like keep it to myself all day today. Like at work, I wanted to just run up to people like, "Have you seen this movie? We gotta talk about this movie." <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, nope, gotta save it, gotta wait because there's just there's just so much here." And talk, talk about the movie. Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree with the, like with kind of what you were saying about like how she's like both really good at it, but at the same time she's stuck, but you were saying how she's more stuck. I'm leaning more towards the answer of yes. Like I, like I think, it, I think it's a matter of like, yes, she's stuck and yes, she's also just really good at the power. Well, and if because, she's everything everywhere all of the time, she is stuck and she's just really good at the power. This yeah, movie exactly. really took the improv yes and <laughs> and was like that's the heart. <laughs> Basically, We're doing that. and so for me, like seeing how, like, seeing like the nihilistic like viewpoint of like viewing the world and viewing the universe in this sort of way of like here's now this human that is essentially like omnip like I wouldn't say omnipotent but like in some form of like they can they experience everything they they have a shared amount of focus in pretty much every single possible universe that they're involved in with obviously like determined depending on what universe they want to jump to that's the one where like they're that's where a good chunk of their focus is but like the rest of their attention is equally divided amongst all the other other universes and for someone to be experiencing all of those decisions that all those different joys are making all at the exact same time, you can tell like in a way you can see why she developed the viewpoint of like actions are merely actions 
they have no meaning and they serve no purpose because at the end of the day, none of it matters. What matters, and this is what um, Evelyn sort of teaches her at the end is like, yeah, nothing does matter, but I'm choosing to still give it meaning anyway. And I think, and Waymond was like such a great, like I, I loved his character because he was so goofy just so he, he was a great comic relief but also a great plot device <laughs> like he was central to the entire story but it was played in such a way that like, you wouldn't even think it but because he was the one constant throughout the entire thing i think that was just so perfect like it, it was it was a plot plot device and it was a central a focal point of the entire story but you paid no attention to it kind of like how evelyn really pays no attention to him up until the very end, which I, well, I just, it just got me. It, it was, it was one of those like, Ooh, this is a real good feel good thing. And it was a good way to like, I kind of like saw myself a lot in, in, in Waymond a little bit in terms of like the different characteristics of like being patient and being kind and choosing to fight with like loving and acceptance and understanding rather than just throwing hands right away. Um, <laughs> Like in in ways like I saw like bits and pieces of myself in there. Plus like just generally being a dork and being goofy, but doing it in a way that like it it also works. Like it it helps things out. So so this movie has a bunch of um I guess dichotomies, like opposites, right? There's mm-hmm. almost everything has an opposite in every character, like there, there's an opposite. Do you all know what's the, what the opposite of a of an everything bagel is? A stale donut. <laughs> a googly eye. Mm-hmm. Look at the the and yep, yeah, and, okay. and yep yeah I can okay. follow you, see? you there visually mm-hmm. you see yep. you see mm-hmm. so from the very beginning um um Wayman like he puts googly eyes on stuff and he anthropomorphizes my the blah 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 whatever you know what I mean. <laughs> he's like it's got eyes the laundry is 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 happier over here than it is over here he has this way of just bringing joy to everything right it's like and his life sucks right and it sucks this is this is this is the interesting thing right um because like this is the way i see it evelyn blames him but it's her attitude pushes women away to get to the point where he's the one asking for a divorce even and and he she's pushed her daughter away and she realizes that she's doing the same like you know like she's she she is she doesn't realize that she's doing this um and it has a lot to do with how her father (laughs) treated Mm her right and it's like it's a cycle but then like they are such um opposites but at the same time like like think about it like he's so patient and happy and and um or seemingly right and he tries to keep the family together but also like he's fed up and he's he's ready to move on and he asks for a divorce and he's ready to serve divorce papers (laughs) Mm -hmm. at that new year at the chinese new year party like wants to start the new year fresh i mean i I don't blame him it's a it's a good it's a good um um but but it's like that's surprising almost. So there's this one scene where the first time that Evelyn um, verse jumps 
into the the one where she's a movie actress right a kung fu uh, movie actress not the one where she's a kung fu master with super strong pinkies that's a different universe (laughs) um and she the moment she comes back from it she's she tells her husband i just saw my life without you it was beautiful i wish you would have seen it and again it's like it's these two feelings going on at the same time she's like like obviously she loves him and she and she 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 can't think of anyone else to share it with right in that moment like i really want to share how good my life would be without you <laughs> right and it's like all oh, like this these type of thing keeps going on throughout the movie where you have these like complete opposites kind of clashing and and coming together and even you- the entire idea of her powers and her abilities come from the fact that she isn't good at anything <laughs> Right. And the way they explain that, like, that's a, that's a whole thing that, you know, if we have time, we'll get into, but yeah, that relationship and the way that the characters are, are, are framed and the way that they see the world is fascinating. And that's why I think, I think, I think, uh, like you were saying, Mark, like, oh, you related to, to this character, like there's multiple versions of every character. I think, I think. You can relate it's, to one character in one verse. It's yeah. incredibly relatable. Well, yeah. And so here's the thing too, like even with like the divorce papers, like you can tell just how much it it's actually paining him to even want to do this. Like he, I think it's not even so much that he wants to do it purely for himself, but more like he knows that she's not happy and she he wants to do right by her because when they're sitting, like when she ver- ends up like, incorrectly verse jumping and they end up back in the car and it's like oh yeah this is when she decided to just go home and do the taxes um he's explaining how like he like how much he truly genuinely cares and like he really wanted to try and make things work and he's trying to make the best out of their situation and it's unfortunate that it, it didn't go the way that they had planned when they came to america but he's still trying because he's still truly genuinely loves and cares for her and he wants to do the best thing for her even if it means that he has to separate himself from her but you can see just how much it still physically pains him and even then he's like i i had these things and yeah i got them but i really did not want to yeah i see i i see that whole exchange not as women actually wanting a divorce but him strategically using divorce papers as a way to force a confrontation that his wife has been deftly avoiding uh, for a long time within their relationship and him basically being like, well, I can use this tool as a way to like force her to actually see that we have an issue and it's something that we need to address. Um, I think that's further cemented by the way that he, again, uses that whole situation as a way to deal with Deidre, the IRS woman at the end, um, in order to get her to back off on <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, claiming, claiming everything from them. Uh, uh, yeah, basically being like, I gave her divorce papers and that's why my wife is unhinged. And Deidre being like, wow, yeah, no, I I totally get that. You're right. Like, that is a messed up situation. You guys need a little bit of time. I'll give you that. And I think that that is how Wayman sees it. Is like, this is a tool that he can use the same way that he uses kindness as a way to move through the world. It is just as powerful of a weapon as any other way of approaching living life. Um, 
but he's committed to it, to being kind and to trying to get others to appreciate that that is a strength and not a weakness about him. And I think that's so fucking good. I haven't disagreed with someone so much on this podcast since we did um, <laughs> Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I, I didn't see it that way. That's really interesting. Looks like you got to watch it a third time. <laughs> Fourth time, you mean? Yeah. Fifth time, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I I wrote this down, and it's it it's shows up all over social media. But I think maybe the most romantic line of anything ever in the whole world is mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. another in another life. I would have really liked doing laundry and taxes with you. It's like that line is more romantic mm-hmm. than when uh, Alpha Wayman says, "I have loved you in every universe." Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, okay, that's, that's fine. That's, that's, that's a, fine. That's a cliche that's, one yeah, in a yeah, multiverse. Yeah, that was a bit I, overused. I, I would have liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. I'm like bursting the into movie, tears. This is so beautiful. <laughs> After the movie, I leaned over to Nina and I was like, "I would say that I would love doing laundry and taxes with you, but I absolutely hate laundry." But whatever it is in taxes, I'll still do taxes with you. Um, yeah, I think that's that's one thing. Jose, going back and forth, talking about going back to your point about the back and forth, the push and pull with this. Like, she comes back and says to him, uh, the the line about, uh, "I wish you, I, I just saw my life without you. I wish you could have seen it." And she wanted to share that. But the point of the movie, at some point, is her realizing. That she does love him. She does, like, it's, they've been on autopilot in their marriage for years. And this concept of love is a choice that we make every day. We wake up and choose to be with the person, if we're married to them, that we want to be with every day. Um, And it got to a point in their relationship where it wasn't a conscious choice anymore. It just was the thing. And she realized that she's drawn to him and almost all of of the of the verses not the one that that i hate um (laughs) (laughs) but um i think that it's something about that that like she almost every one of these verses she's drawn to him in a way and that yeah she wants to do laundry and taxes with him and realizes she's choosing that rather than these other things Okay, well, it's my turn to project now, uh, since we're all doing that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I see it as her, like, she can't enjoy her marriage because she's unhappy, right? Like, she tries a bunch of things and she does not complete them. And it isn't until she is able to see that, like, oh, like, it's not, like, it's not anybody else's fault. Like, she's been holding herself back. And now that she's like, oh, wait, I can do these things. Like, again, that line from Alpha Wayman where he says, you aren't good at anything. <laughs> and therefore, you have more potential, untapped potential, than any other Evelyn. You, the branches that are available for you, nobody else has access to that. Because, like, she, it's, it's like she was frozen and wouldn't make a decision she wouldn't go down a particular road so she was kind of stuck so that all of those are potentials right because the moment you make a choice then it limits your 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 options or you create new opportunities right but she's just like stuck in this in this space and you see it on deidre when she if you if you watch it again you'll see that deidre goes through all of these different hobbies 
and things that she did right and he says like oh she confuses hobbies for her businesses but it's like oh no like she gets excited about something but she doesn't go far enough she doesn't go so when she gets to see that like oh i could have been a movie star like i could have i could have done all these things i could have been a singer yeah i could have been so many things a blind singer <laughs> right like, there's there's just so many um the idea of of just that concept alone like we could do a whole episode on and and it's it's probably the idea that i've thought about the most um but then at the end, right, as she as she becomes more and more like Joe Butabaki and she sees like, oh, yeah, nothing really matters because anything is possible. Statistically, you know, like we could do we could do every single version of this. So it doesn't matter. But then it's it's Wayman showing again, this is the way I see it. Wayman showing that like but we do have a choice and we can be we can choose to be kind to each other. We can choose to have fun and. And now I think like she, she know she understands it's not, it was never your fault. It was me. And I, I, I like that part of you. Um, and then she chooses at the end. She's like, I'm not going to kick everybody's ass in that final battle. Literally what she does in that final battle is that she basically gives everybody something. She gives everybody a gift. She gives everybody she, something that they were missing. She gives mm-hmm. or or that they like, right? It wasn't even it wasn't like it, it was at, at different levels. Like one person got a puppy, the masochist got spanked in the butt. Like uh, you know, <laughs> can you imagine putting that on your fucking resume? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, which part of that? Goes oh oh yeah, I'm an actor. You might know me from getting spanked by Michelle Yeoh. Uh huh. That's great. <laughs> The I, guy I with the puppy of, is the one who jumped on the on the award on the butt plug award. <laughs> Nina so called that at the beginning of the movie. I, the second they that showed was, that, I was yeah. like, "Oh, of course, of course." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This this is gonna be used That's later." I, suspiciously I shaped. <laughs> Let's the, okay now, uh, listeners who have not watched the movie, did this really happen or not? Two people with uh, different kinds of butt plugs and uh, uh, in in the middle of a fight. Both come at one character, one sweeping the floor, the other one in the air kicking, and uh, a character goes and flips in the air and catches both plugs and pulls them out as they fly by her. Powerful. You gotta watch the movie to know if that actually happened or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thankfully, it's in slow motion, so you can appreciate every moment. I gotta say, the choreography... The choreography of all of the fight scenes is so good. It's so good. So, so in terms of how fun the movie is, right? Like, one, like the, the there's an amazing fight with a, where somebody uses a fanny pack. There's an incredible uh, fight scene where someone uses a riot shield, but like a a a twirling uh, like a sign twirler, right? Like this is it's just it's just I mean. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> there's a raccoon that sits Racco- on someone's head. Raccoonie. I would oh, watch that movie 100%. I w- all 100. I w- when they were starting to talk about Ratatouille, and I was like, I love Ratatouille too. And then we get it. And I was like, Raccoonie. Raccoonie. I mean, no, not rat Ratatouille. It's a raccoon. No, no, no. Raccoonie. But I, but I mean the same concept of it. It's like I was like, I'm quoting the I'm quoting the movie. Mark. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's that part of the end where she goes, oh, it, like it's so stupid. Any stupid thing I imagine, it's happened somewhere. Like it's it's real. <laughs> there's a universe where it's actually happening. 
So even the mistake of Rakakuni is just, oh yeah, no, of course, of course I have. True story, Rakakuni is on Mike Chan's head. Mike Chan from Glee. <laughs> yeah. It is really good mm-hmm. yeah but again but like like that's 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 the realization of hers at the end right of of showing that there is there's just because everything is possible which is just like in in a way you know when, when we say like if you have everything then nothing matters or you know if you can choose from anything like all that idea that whole idea but like in the end, when you take it to the, its extreme, it kind of just loops back because we do all have options, right? Um, it's like a donut. Yeah. It just, um, or, or a bagel. I'm sorry. Uh, right. It just, it is, that's it at the end. She didn't, she, her life was in a place where she thought she didn't have a choice. And at the end, with all of the choices, <laughs> she needed to have all of the choices to realize, oh, wait a minute, but I can choose. It is a choice. Yeah, that that final fight really it 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 really just gave me Steven Universe vibes, of like we can choose to fight it out, and I'm not gonna go that route. I'm gonna choose the other route and show you guys like basically like giving them something that causes them to feel something. Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. in some I think in in a lot of cases like for the followers and everything. Uh, Jobo Tupaki made it so like they were kind of like her in the sense that like now they just became so apathetic towards everything because nothing mattered and by doing like doing the certain actions or providing them with like let's say like with the guy with the perfume about his his wife like it provided them with a sense of feeling they felt something again and then that's what caused it that's like sort of a pacified them because now they like understood like it was a way for them to kind of gain the understanding of like something there matters. is still a reason she chose yes, kindness. Like, things do matter but even exactly. right, even even the perfume thing right like when you see that scene at the beginning the guy comes up to her and is like oh that perfume evelyn right like my wife used to wear it you can tell she's annoyed it's creepy right it's like ugh. and at the end she's like she realizes oh like he's being genuine <laughs> like it is the same perfume and it reminds uh, him of her he's just you know like i don't know i didn't want that in that moment but at the end just sprays him right in the face with the perfume and he has the smile on it's like ah <laughs> bliss ah oh, yeah well, let's talk about depression <laughs> yes Yes. Mm, plenty um, of that. As a person who has depression, um, very deeply related to Joy and, and Jobu's character as, you know, the call of nihilism of none, none of this matters. None of none of this is truly meaningful in any long term way. So why care about it? And if you get into that space, it makes the hurt go away it makes the regrets feel smaller because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and i think that that resonates with a lot of uh young people especially um living right now is hard uh and there is definitely 
there there is a, a siren call to just relieve yourself of caring about anything. Um, and I I think that the way this movie pushes back against that is really ultimately it's very kind it's like very understanding of why people would feel that way of of why it would be so easy to slide into that space um and then ultimately being like yeah that's understandable but you can you can choose to care you can choose kindness you can choose being there for people and i loved that and the scene with joy and evelyn having their final (laughs) their final battle um which i think is very important that it is outside of the laundromat so much Mm -hmm. of their interactions take place within the laundromat and this is one where she has finally stepped outside of that space and after having this conversation in the ultimate fame world with cool Wayman who's rich and wears a fitted tux and is very handsome and he tells Evelyn like everybody wants to think that me choosing kindness is a weakness but it is strategic and it is intentional and I do it because this is how I want to survive in this world this is how I want to exist and that is a choice and her having that moment of being like, oh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. And taking that and using that as a way to face her father, who she feels rejected by, and being like, you know what? I don't care if you're proud of me anymore. I'm proud of me. And I'm proud of my daughter. And then taking that moment and turning to joy and being like, yeah, shit sucks sometimes, but I still choose to be here with you. That is a choice that I am making, that I will keep making. And having that emotional relief moment was, I cried. I cried both times mm-hmm. I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. That actually isn't the scene that made me cry the most, but it is a scene that made me cry. <laughs> she literally is like, you are fat and you don't call me and you only come here when you need something and I still love you and I still choose you in this life. And the fact that like, not just like her own faults as a mom, but Joy's faults as a daughter, I'm accepting those things too. The things that you are proud of and the things you're probably not proud of. I'm going to accept all of those things. It really leans into the... um cycle of family trauma cycle circles uh, where her dad was willing to let Evelyn go like if you don't do what I say I I don't want you you can leave I don't care Um, and how much that hurt Evelyn to be let go from him and so the way that she reacts to that is I I will be there for my child I will be present I won't let her go But then what Joy needs is not physical presence, but emotional presence. And for her mom to like validate her emotional personhood and being gay and being in a long-term relationship with another woman and 
all of this aspect and and the way that joy gets to actually see that aspect of like i i can understand why that you act the way that you do because of how much your parents hurt you but you don't see the way that you are hurting me and trying to communicate that back to her mom is yeah <sighs> who boy so so she's i think about um the game depression quest right i, I, I always um like to bring bring up the way that the game shows you it's designed to show people what depression is like and and it shows you as the, the player you see multiple choices but as the character those are not all accessible to you and so when i hear um joy so like just despair right like she's hopeless she like she feels no hope whatsoever and and she's not like trying to take over the world she's trying to create another a version of herself in her mother um to and she tells her all i wanted i was really hoping that you might be able to see things differently like she's like this is her way of reaching out <laughs> and and asking for help because she doesn't see an option the only option that she saw was suicide and like she created something she's so powerful she decided to create something that could consume her and make it end so that she could actually die but she was she, but her final plan was like maybe maybe if someone is like me maybe they can see something that i don't see and at first like it wasn't that's not that's not what happened right like like evelyn just fell into the exact same situation and and wayman was able to get her out or like the the realization that she does like him and in many different worlds she she enjoys him and and like there is some there's something there and and she if she she can focus on that instead um that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot um uh in in this movie and so yeah and so at the end she's like I still want to go and she and Evelyn lets her go but then it's like actually no I changed my mind come back and let me and let me tell you something that maybe you didn't had not occurred to you and I think that's what you were saying Laura it's like mm -hmm. I think the one thing that hadn't occurred to her was that it it does suck <laughs> um so what <laughs> it's kind mm -hmm. of like the question right trying to trying to fix everything or trying to change everything and it's like I don't, I don't know we can have you tried just like what if we what if we i don't know what if we what if we actually tried to do this maybe we could do things a little differently it's like right like you know in a way it's almost like she just accepted even having access to every single possibility she just accepted them yeah it's all about choice I think in a way it's trying to highlight that like it like the choices that those two are making have much more meaning because they have the opportunity and the possibility to do literally anything that they want and be in any universe that they want. So by making yeah. the deliberate choice to be in a specific universe together like that, 
I think to me that shows that they are like that our choices have much more powerful meanings other than simply choosing to go left or right in in some cases but i think like that's one of the at least for those two in in this scenario for them i think like that's kind of the biggest point for her to get across to joy is that like yes we do have the possibility to do anything and everything and yeah statistically at some point we're, we are going to do all of that but let's make but i'm still going to choose to make this deliberate choice to be right here and choose to be with you because this is what i find meaningful and this is what i am wanting to make out of out of all the infinite possibilities this is what i'm choosing and that i think is enough of like a a movement or a sentiment uh for joy for her to see like okay i i see now that you are seeing things differently like just because we can do everything doesn't necessarily mean that we have to or that we are bound or in this case unbound by that but they can make the choice then to then choose how they want to live their infinite number of lives or their many lives or however this works right and and so i think i think the choice that she's making right it's like now that i can live every single version of this i kind of i choose in every version to save you to come after you to like be a mom right like the rock even is tumbling when, down even the mountain. when they're just rocks yeah yep. mm-hmm. just be a rock <laughs> mm-hmm. that shit gets um, me so hard you guys and that's which, a rock which part, fact which the part? rocks yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, i read that originally that scene where evelyn and Joy our rocks was going to be narrated over and Michelle Yeoh suggested that they just have it be silent and have yeah. it be text and I think that that is such a good choice mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and it is it is silent like completely there's no sound whatsoever there's one point towards the end of the scene that then you, you suddenly hear like the the wind again but it is entirely silent it is uh, i was incredible. i was waiting for my ears to get blown out after <laughs> f- switching from that scene yeah <laughs> is that the part you cried at the most yeah uh, like, yes <laughs> the the joy, joy says fuck and evelyn says language <laughs> she was like are you seriously <laughs> and evelyn's like no, that's a joke. a joke a big fucking joke and it just says ha 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 on the screen and i am wet faced <laughs> wet neck like my shirt's a little damp oh my god that got me so hard that scene though is like the climax of the fight like that's it's the, the bonding moment. scene yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's the moment and i, w- I was thinking about this and i'm, I'm curious because i don't i don't I don't know what I think yet. I don't know what I what I believe yet about this. But that moment, she's laughing, right? Like she's in she's she has a genuine moment with her mom where she's enjoying it. And throughout the rest of the movie, you would think that she's having fun. Right? Like she's beating people up with dildos, she's like, you know, dancing people to death. She's like professional wrestling. She's like doing all this stuff, all of the the outfits, right? Like she it you would think that she's having a ball. 
but she's not smiling. She's not happy. She's just like trying to do all that stuff. And then the first time we see her laugh and smile and like having a good time is, 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 is the rocks. She's a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Evelyn Rock with the googly eyes is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean. Then going over the edge of the cliff after when she's like, I'm out of here, mom. This book is, I mean, this book, this movie like, committed to every joke entirely. Mm-hmm. It's, um, damn, what a movie. This, this movie is the definition of committing to the bit. Every bit. Everything. All of them, all at once. All at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, this movie is like, also, like, it, it's, it's very much the Matrix. Like it is, um, you know. I got Matrix <laughs> vibes with the decision to go left or right at the gym. There's the Matrix mm-hmm. vibes throughout. That was, like, that was, that was, like, first, that was the first. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> the, that was explicitly the Daniels have said that that is, that is a touch point for what they were doing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, when Evelyn (laughs) professes her love to Deidre and is able to do Kung Fu, I think that I know Kung Fu moments was better than the matrix was better than what, when they did it in the, the TV show, Chuck, where he literally says, Oh, I know Kung Fu. Like that moment was so good. <sighs> I think Nina, when we were watching it was like, because just saying it isn't enough. Professing love is something different than saying it. And I was just like, it's beautiful. You really have to mean it. You mm-hmm. have to mean it. Also, did we know later there was an, a universe where they were in love? They were in love. Yep. It was beautiful. Um, I've watched the Matrix trilogy a ridiculous number of times, um, and it it always it always surprises me when I go back and I and I and I like it's something I forget about the movie, but then until I'm watching it again, where it it the movie one hundred percent just goes with like the power of love, <laughs> like, like that's, that's it. Right. Like that is, that is everything. And the fourth one actually just like continues to hammer that at home. Um, the Wachowskis very much like, I would like say love. all, all they of their love. stuff, all of their stuff that I've seen, like yeah. that is the through line is the power of love. Sense8 yep. was very much about love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. last week, after watching everything everywhere all at once, I also made my friends watch um, the Wachowskis' uh, first movie, Bound, 1996. Great movie. Great movie. That's all about the power of love. <laughs> Lesbian love. And also stealing from mobsters. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all that. That's it. That's the answer. That's the, that's the power of love. Power of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder Mark was getting Steven Universe vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the power to change. Choose. Yeah. To right. choose like, to change. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they can choose to make the changes that they want in their lives just because it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing. Doesn't mean that for that universe, it, does, it doesn't have to mean nothing. Right. But, but it's, a, it's like that, um, 
it's the ascribing meaning to something, right? It's like mm-hmm. you can, it, it doesn't have to be meaningless, right? It doesn't. I think everything like, that's, matters. That's but, like yeah. the thing for me is this idea yeah. of like they are not negating the idea that nothing matters. It's like sure, nothing matters. Therefore, any choice that you make is equally meaningless. You get to choose, and that is your power, that you get to choose to decide that it is meaningful for you. And that is the power every human has. And I think that that shit is so good, so tasty. Mm-hmm. Nom, 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 nom. And again, like only there's only two people to who, who can possibly feel that way in, in, in this whole movie world you know, world and it's them because they're able to experience all the rest. Like for everyone else, that's not true. Right. This is like every, no, no, I mean, it's not true that they can, (laughs) right, right. No, but like, it's not true. Nobody else is experiencing the multiple versions of themselves. Everybody only has the one. Right. And so, so the lens that these two people get to see it through is different. But again, the, the cycle goes all the way around where it's like ultimately, like there is a lot of potential. There are a lot of options. You do you do have choices, and sometimes it doesn't feel like you have a choice. And I think having having the ability to do anything, it's almost. I wonder. This is why I go back to the thing at the beginning. Like it's not. It's not so much. It's the power of <laughs> the power of love. Is like in this case is times infinity right because it's it's i'm choosing if i'm experiencing all of them at the same time and i get and i have some agency here then i'm going to make a particular choice um and move those in a in a direction so i can right like it's like you could feel love you could balance it out so that it's 50 <laughs> 50 you know but you you don't have to you know it's like it's 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 trippy. Like if you start thinking about it in, in, in that sense, because even though the movie is grounded in that, you know, in the laundromat, but like, I really paid attention the last time I saw it, all of the flashes um, where you get to see all the different versions of Evelyn and like, there's an alien version. There's like, <laughs> there's like, there's all sorts of stuff. Like, I don't know how many they did. I haven't looked it up, but there's uh, at least one, one animated version there's mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. least two where she appears very masculine um there's one i saw this in a tiktok somewhere there's one where it's actually a shot um of the movie being worked on in in vfx by the team it's like a zoom chat yeah. <laughs> and uh, which side note the people who did the vfx on this movie are a uh, self-trained group of friends and i think that that wow. is so mm-hmm. fucking cool like and during covid they just did it yeah you know, just at remotely. home on yeah. zoom with each other five people i think right it was a full uh team. yeah and then also the the daniels helped yeah um, yeah with some of it but yeah i i think um, they they have a shot of um, Michelle Yeoh at the Crazy Rich Asians premiere. Yeah, there's the yeah. gallery, the 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 beautiful like red carpet mm-hmm. photos of her and the gala dresses. It's it's her. It's her red carpet photos. Yeah, from different things she's done. Yeah. We're just a parallel universe to that universe. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
There's a movie called The One starring Jet Li. Oh my God, uh, I haven't thought about that movie in a long yeah. time. <laughs> I think about that movie all wow. the time. <laughs> that, is, that is the one, my, when I was a child, and we would rent movies from the blockbuster. My dad was adamant that we d- we we don't we don't rewatch movies. Like he was, I was like, I want to watch this one again. He's like, No, we're not checking that one out again. We're not. I'm not renting but. that again. Jet Li's the one. Three times. Three times he rented that movie. <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun movie. I I rewatched it recently because my mom I didn't remember it. I was like. Ma, you gotta watch. And, and the, the fun thing about that movie is that you see Jet Li in all of these different versions of himself, um, in in different um, universes and parallel worlds. Like twenty years ago, Jet Li did it before before Marvel. <laughs> but it's so it's so fun, right, to see all those different versions um, because ultimately you're you're dealing with these huge ideas and we see the map of all the possibilities right all the branching paths and then we see different versions of her and and i'm glad that some of them are goofy as hell right like like rakakuni <laughs> the hot dog mm-hmm. fingers being pinatas like, the pinatas oh. the pinky right like like that world is just like a, a like an old chinese kung fu movie right they held the whole the whole um universe but then don't that for, scene where don't forget the splashed. universe where they're um a children's drawing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And she stabs herself. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I love the way, and I, I bring that up just to, to show that, or, or to um, emphasize what you were saying, like, like how it was a small team with a small budget. And yet, you know, how much can you show, you know, like, like the one, the way they did it was like, they had this flashing screen of all the ones he had killed. Right. And it's like, he had killed like 95 different versions of himself and you saw all these different versions. Um, and it was pretty funny. And at the end, you know, it's like, there's only three left and that's where the movie starts. Um, but here there's just, it's just like infinite potential. So cool. I love the movie. I like it a lot more the second time. Yeah. I, I liked watching it a second time because I was able to pick up more of the little details that they put in um like the opening yeah. scene you yep. see the it's family compl- it feels completely different completely different once you've seen the movie you see yeah. the family reflected in a circular mirror mm-hmm. and and that that the circle is cyclical coming up in symbolism but also the mirror shows up a whole lot and yeah you know the idea of they own a laundromat and I don't know if any of you have been to a laundromat recently, but you're looking into this whirling vortex and it's always the mm-hmm. overhead lighting gives you just enough reflection. You can see yourself reflected in in that whirling vortex. And I'm just like, oh, the symbolism is so good. <sighs> yep, yep, yep. I think when I saw the thing about the googly eyes and in contrast with the, with the bagel, Everything blew bagel. my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yep. But again, it's like it's like visually but also symbolically, right? It's like it's like that is the end versus like joy and happiness and yeah. The irony that Joe Butabaki's name is Joy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. Anything else um on your notes? Like or anything else on your mind, Mark? Um, I really I really like the in in the final fight scene 
Uh, no, with um, with the Rakakuni guy. Uh, he <laughs> says, "I'm I'm useless alone." Because I'm alone. And Evelyn says, "We're all useless alone. Good thing you're not alone." And that yeah. mm, hit me right in the heart. That's some beautiful shit right there. And, he and looks then she so jumps happy. on his shoulders and starts pulling <laughs> on his hair. But then, but then they swap places, yep. and sh- he gets to do the controlling. It was beautiful. At least he hitches a ride, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anything else from you, Mark? I mean, we've already talked a lot about like the, the philosophical pieces of things. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm pretty satisfied in that regard. Um, although I, I could honestly just like keep going back and forth about these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but then that that's a that's a to- that's a discussion for a different type of podcast. <laughs> Which what kind of podcast? A philosophy podcast. Philosophy podcast. <laughs> a six hour philosophy podcast. Coming soon on the GT Network. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Antonius is philosophical. I mean, I could this. I could very well make it more like ancient Greek or Roman, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't. You know, I I find philosophy as a good as a good hobby. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know enough that I could actually do a podcast on it. I feel like I would need somebody who actually like is a really big deep diver in philosophy just so that way I can be tested and also have good debates against. Well, I have watched the matrix multiple times. So, um, you might as well just have a doctorate (laughs) in philosophy at this point. Uh, Check out philosophy tube on YouTube. It's a great channel. Mm -hmm. Lots of good content about philosophy. Agreed. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to just keep binging new things. I've been binge watching Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and Brooklyn Nine Nine. So <laughs> have you watched Super? Have you watched Dragon Ball Super? Oh, multiple times. Okay, okay, okay. just double checking. Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> cool. Um. All right then. Uh, I thought this was gonna be longer, but this was this was good. Do you have any final thoughts, Josue? No, I think I think I've, I've spoken a lot. I, it was a wonderful movie. I feel like I need to watch it again. I highly recommend. Um, I want to watch. I it guess. Again. I guess. Yeah. I just want to. The other thing in my notes: um, the scene with Jenny Slate wielding her dog <laughs> as a weapon was maybe the hardest <laughs> I've laughed in a long time. <laughs> when it flies, I, when it hits like the cubicle and just like flies off, you know. And- <laughs> I was actually really glad that the special effects weren't great in that scene because I cannot stand animals being injured in any way. And I was just like, oh, that that looks like a stuffed animal. I'm fine. Very much does. Yes. No, that was great. Loved that. I laughed very hard. The first person perspective into into the the fridge. fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this movie. Did that really happen? I don't know. You have to watch the movie to see if, 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 you know. There really was a dog swung around does, on its leash. Does Jamie <laughs> Lee Curtis teach Michelle Yeoh how to vape? Find out. Find out watching the movie. You'll never know until you mm-hmm. until you see it. Does someone play the piano with their feet? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where, where did that where, where did that ketchup and and mustard come from though? I, that's the biggest mystery. <laughs> That's Laura's favorite part of the movie. I'd rather not know. 
Remember yeah. to remember to reach out to Lara Aki Therapist on Twitter with all of your um, <laughs> uh, hot dog finger um, questions. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. She's smiling so much right now. Thank you for joining us for this uh, discussion of everything everywhere all at once. What a movie. Again, very relatable. If, uh, you know, the the GT library um, for this one would be very, very long because I think I think a lot it of it is... include everything <laughs> because it's everything everywhere. All it is everything all everywhere all at once. Um, it would be it would be very long because I think a lot of it is like i was joking before about projection but i'm listening to each of us talking i'm like oh yeah like we're just we're completely just (laughs) i think that's what makes a great movie is that it is it is so chock full of stuff that you can find details and connect dots and find meaning and make meaning and ooh, mm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) join the discussion Tell us what you think um, in any of our community spaces. Links are in the show notes. For more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Thank you for joining us. Remember to geek out and do good. We'll be back next week. Mm, bagel. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 